You're listening to the Rocky Mountain Review on 90.5 FM KCSU Fort Collins for Tuesday, September 12th. I'm Portia Cook, your news director. And I'm Lee Zimpel, your assistant news director. And we are the voices behind the Rocky Mountain Review news broadcast that airs every Tuesday and Thursday from 4 to 5 p.m. As always, we here at the Rocky Mountain Review strive to give you the most up-to-date, unbiased, and factual news. On today's show, if you have a warrant out for your arrest, you may be able to get it resolved without getting arrested. Learn how with me in local news. And CSU's College of Business is offering a new minor that is open to all majors. Learn about the freshly launched music business minor and more with me in Campus News. Later on in the broadcast, the biggest antitrust lawsuit in the U.S. in decades swings into full force this week, pitting the United States government against Google's dominant search engine. This and more with me in National News. And with that, here's Lee with your Campus News. I'm Lee Zimpel reporting your Campus News. The music business program at CSU began with just a single course when it was launched in 2020. Now, under the College of Business, students have the ability to earn the music business minor. Since the beginning, the program has been open to any student with any major. Music business program director Chuck Morris builds the classes for a wide range of students. Morris said that some other schools' programs only want business or music students, but at CSU, his program is open to any student who loves music. The program's widespread availability helped it grow from just one course to a multidisciplinary approach to the music industry. Like other minors offered at CSU, it's a 21-credit program. You can also earn a certificate, which only needs nine credits. The courses focus on marketing music, staging events, and earning profit in the industry. And students can expect to learn directly from professionals in the industry who have experience in all of that. In just the second week of the semester, popular EDM artist Elenium joined a class virtually to offer a rare view on the business. In July, the Denver-based DJ had the biggest EDM concert ever staged in Colorado at Empower Field, drawing in nearly 50,000 people for pyrotechnics, LED panels, and drone shows. Elenium said that the foundations of CSU's music business program speak volumes for the future of Colorado music and that he couldn't wait to see what's to come. Elenium wasn't the first A-lister who spoke to students in the program. In past semesters, classes have been visited from members of the Eagles, the Avet Brothers, Earth, Wind & Fire, and others. Experts other than rock stars also speak to classes, offering valuable perspectives on things like concert promotion and record label operations. The impressive lineup of visitors comes from the program director and founder, Morris, and his unique connections in the industry. The program has been able to see over 150 industry insiders since it began. Morris has been proud that most people who've had a long career in the music industry want to give back. He said that Colorado has always been one of the greatest music markets and that the program helps lay the groundwork for that to continue in the future with CSU students. Information for this update comes from CSU Source, where you can find more information about the program and how to get involved if you'd like. Colorado State University's Ramskeller Brewhouse entered five student-brewed beers for competition at the Great American Beer Festival in Denver. This year, CSU's brewery crafted its most-ever yearly entries. Four were entered into the regular contest and one into the Pro-Am competition. The progress is partly thanks to the Fermentation Science and Technology program hiring Casey Lyons, who is a CSU graduate from the class of 22. Lyons was working as the fermentation science lead intern in his senior year before he was offered to become a full-time brewer to help ramp up production. 
According to CSU source, Brewmaster and FST instructor Jeff Biegert said that they submitted so many entries because they are confident the beers are excellent examples of the style categories. The contest results will be announced on September 23rd. Three of the entries are available on tap at the Ramskeller now. And when beer is bought at the Ramskeller, the money goes back towards CSU's FST program. Biegert said that brewing a beer takes hours and multiple hands and that funding the program to be able to hire Lions was something they really needed for production. If you want to read more about the entries, you can find that and more on CSU Source. I'm Lee Zimpel, and that's all for your campus news. Up next, if you have a warrant out for your arrest, you may be able to get it resolved without getting arrested. Find out how in local news with Portia Cook. In local news, the Fort Collins mayoral race now features two candidates after Patricia Babbitt filed as a write-in candidate, challenging incumbent Mayor Jenny Arndt. Babbitt, a Fort Collins resident for over 30 years, teaches English as a second language to immigrant refugees at Front Range Community College. Jenny Arndt, the incumbent mayor, is a longtime Fort Collins resident and has served as a Peace Corps volunteer, special education teacher, and school principal. Babbitt decided to run for mayor after hearing about Mayor Jenny Arndt's opposed re-election on the news. Both candidates share commonalities such as being educators and registered Democrats, but Babbitt believes that more diverse conversations and perspectives are necessary for Fort Collins. She emphasized the importance of addressing topics like transit, the land development code, affordable housing, and the future of the former Hughes Stadium land. Mayor Arndt, on the other hand, aims to focus on housing and the broader issues of Fort Collins's growth policies. Having Babbitt as a write-in candidate provides voters with a choice, contributing to a healthier democratic process. Babbitt's name will not appear on a ballot, and voters will need to write her name on the provided line if they do in fact choose to support her candidacy. In other local news, the Philadelphia 76ers featuring star players like Patrick Beverly and James Harden are set to host their annual training camp right here in Fort Collins. The 76ers training camp will take place at Moby Arena at Colorado State University. The training camp is scheduled to begin on October 3rd and will run through October 6th. The team's choice of location is attributed to the high elevation in Colorado, which is believed to create a challenging training environment for the players. New head coach Nick Nurse likely selected the location to help players prepare for the upcoming season. While it's not unusual for sports teams to travel for preseason camps to minimize distraction, the decision by the 76ers to train in northern Colorado adds an intriguing dimension to their preparations. The impact of training in this unique environment will be a point of interest for basketball enthusiasts. We'll definitely be keeping an eye on those 76ers. And in other local news, a warrant clearance and community resource fair is set to return to Fort Collins, offering a vital opportunity for individuals with outstanding warrants for specific lower-level offenses. The event is scheduled for October 7th, running from 9.30 a.m. to 2 o'clock p.m. at Timberline Church, right here in Fort Collins. Attendees can work towards resolving their warrants, seeking case resolution, and accessing various community resources and services. One unique aspect of this event is that no arrests will be made when helping individuals seek case resolution for their warrants. This initiative marks the third warrant clearance event organized by agencies within the 8th Judicial District, including the Judicial Branch, the Office of the State Public Defender, and the District Attorney's Office. 
Larimer County Community Justice Alternatives will host the Community Resource Fair with collaborative support from pretrial services, probation, and Fort Collins Municipal Court. The eligible offenses for warrant clearing encompasses several misdemeanors, traffic and drug charges, as well as specific felonies and failure to register charges. Notably, the event excludes certain offenses such as those outside of Larimer County, domestic violence-related charges, cases under the Victims' Rights Act, and Class 1, 2, 3, and 4 felonies, except for Drug Felony 4. The Community Resource Fair is open to anyone seeking to connect with local resources. A group of diverse organizations, including the Larimer County Veterans Service Office, Food Bank for Larimer County, Fort Collins Rescue Mission, and more, will also be in attendance for the event. For inquiries or how to confirm eligibility, individuals can contact the Colorado Public Defender's Office at 970-493-1212 or via email at fortcollins at coloradodefenders.us. And the City of Fort Collins Streets Department is set to kick off a significant asphalt overlay project along West Drake Road. This project will span the stretch from Shield Street to Red Ring Road. Weather permitting, the project is slated to commence on Monday, September 11th with full directional closures expected during the construction period. Initially, eastbound traffic on Drake Road will be affected while crews tackle work in the eastbound lanes. Later on, the project will close westbound traffic. The entire project is expected to last for 12 working days. However, depending on the weather, the time needed for the project could be extended. If progress aligns with expectations, the road should fully reopen between Saturday, September 16th and Tuesday, September 19th, marking the interim phase. Access to residents and businesses in the area will be maintained via the designated detour routes. This project does fall under the City of Fort Collins Street Maintenance Program, with work hours typically scheduled from about 7 a.m. to 6 p.m. on weekdays, although work may extend beyond these hours on occasion. To learn more about the street maintenance program, you can visit fcgov.com SMP or reach out to the Streets Department at 970-221-6615. And that is all for your local news. Keep in mind, Fort Collins boasts a vibrant array of events catering to both grand gatherings and more intimate affairs. If you're in search of exciting activities in and around the Fort Collins area, you can visit kcsufm.com to explore our events calendar for the most up-to-date information on events happening near you. I'm Portia Cook, and that is all for your local news. Up next, the biggest antitrust lawsuit in the U.S. in decades swings into full force this week, pitting the United States government against Google's dominant search engine. This and more in national news with Lee Zimpel after the break. Whoop!
I'm Lee Zimpel, back with national news. It's the United States government versus Google in the largest antitrust lawsuit in the U.S. for decades, and the legal attack against what has become the Internet's main gateway swings into full force this week. In the U.S., antitrust laws are made to prevent unjust monopolies and promote competition by regulating how a business should operate. In this case, lawyers from the U.S. Justice Department will try to prove that Google has been abusing the power of its search engine to block competition and discourage innovation. The cases against Google have been three years in the making since the lawsuit was first filed under the Trump administration in October 2020. The trial is set to last for 10 weeks, and it's expected to include potentially revealing testimony from top executives at Google and its corporate parent, Alphabet. Dozens of state attorneys general, led by Colorado, will have a chance to prove Google turned into an illegal monopoly and is harming consumers. According to the Associated Press, the Justice Department's main argument is that the search engine has become a digital air that everyone breathes, and that the company's tactics have polluted the atmosphere. Critics also say that Google used its engine to promote its own products, like Google Reviews instead of Yelp, and that the quality of search results has lowered because of it. Google's legal team is expected to argue that the company is dedicated to continuously improving their search engine, and because of that, consumers are drawn to using it over others. Google commands about 90% of the internet search market, but the company argues that it still faces a wide range of competition from other search engines like Microsoft's Bing and from websites like Amazon and Yelp. The lawsuit puts a lot at stake for Google if the trial were to undercut its power. Today, Google's corporate parent Alphabet is worth $1.7 trillion, with most of the money coming from annual ad sales. One possible outcome is that they would be forced to stop paying Apple and other companies to make Google the default search engine on smartphones and computers. Another outcome could be that Google will lose its overall focus, which is what happened to Microsoft after it was challenged by the Justice Department the same way Google is being challenged today. You can read more about antitrust laws in this specific legal challenge on the Associated Press. All information for this story comes from there. The cost of making artificial intelligence products like ChatGPT is hard to measure, but there is one key ingredient behind it that is surprisingly costly. One thing that the Microsoft-backed company behind ChatGPT, OpenAI, needed for its technology was water, and lots of it. Water was pulled from the watershed of the Raccoon and Des Moines rivers in Iowa to cool the powerful supercomputer that helped teach its AI systems how to mimic human writing. Leading tech developers like Microsoft and OpenAI acknowledge that the growing demand for AI tools comes with some heavy costs, as in being expensive financially, but also in increasing its water consumption. In its latest environmental report, Microsoft said that its global water consumption grew 34% from 2020 to 2021, which is equal to nearly 1.7 billion gallons of water. Google also reported a 20% growth in water use in the same period. University of California researcher Xiaoli Ren, who has been studying the environmental impact of generative AI, said it's fair to say that the majority of that growth comes from AI and that it's a heavy investment for Microsoft in its partnership with OpenAI. In a paper published earlier this year, Ren's team estimated that ChatGPT uses an equivalent to about a 16-ounce bottle of water every time it's asked a series between 5 to 50 questions. 
Ren said that most people are unaware of the resources behind ChatGPT and that, quote, if you're not aware of the resource usage, then there's no way that we can help conserve the resources. Microsoft released a statement this week saying that it was invested in research to measure AI's energy and carbon footprint and that they are working on ways to make systems more efficient in both training and application. Information for this update comes from the Associated Press. I'm Lee Zimpel, and that's all for National News. Up next, Portia Cook will bring you the weather report after the break. If you are a current CSU student and would like to be a part of KCSU FM, go to kcsufm.com backslash training to be a live DJ, podcaster, or reporter. This is 90.5 KCSU Fort Collins. Fall is upon us, Fort Collins, and I am not mad about it. Today was nice and cool in the morning with sunny skies throughout the day and a high of 78 degrees. Tonight, you can expect mostly clear skies with lows around 50. Looking ahead to Wednesday, except for a few afternoon clouds, you can expect mainly sunny skies with a slight chance of rain showers throughout the later part of the day. Wednesday night gives us partly cloudy skies with a 12% chance of rain and a low of 53. And for Thursday, you will see partly cloudy skies early on in the day with scattered thunderstorms developing in the afternoon. The chance of rain sits at 60% on Thursday with a high of 69 degrees. As for the rest of this week's weather, you can tune into the next episode of the Rocky Mountain Review only on 90. 90.5 FM KCSU Fort Collins. I am Portia Cook with your KCSU Weather Report. Information comes from the Weather Channel. And that is all for today. We would like to thank Damien Castillo for our amazing theme music that's playing right now. We would also like to thank the rest of our staff here at KCSU and Rocky Mountain Student Media. We couldn't do this without you. Finally, we couldn't do this without you, dear listener, so thank you. If you missed any part of today's show, you can find the RMR podcast on kccufm.com under the news or podcast section, or you can also find us on Spotify or anywhere else you listen to your podcast by searching KCSU News. And with that, we will see you next time.